0: Welcome to this week's End of Days Update, coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had such a great time this last weekend there at Dayton, Ohio. Had a wonderful time. We did a movie, uh, for Ghost Protocol, uh, Movie Week. So fun, man. They had the uh, interior set up like a, a movie theater, popcorn everywhere. It was so fun. Then we had board meetings Monday and Tuesday, so we just got off the plane. And so this weekend, if you're anywhere near Stockton, California, we'll be at Harvest Bible Church Saturday morning, 9 to noon, and then Sunday morning. And we'll have a great time getting into the Word. So come join us if you can, and we'll have a great time. So we're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the lord and we talk about it every week cuz the second coming of the lord is super signs everywhere you got 70 some odd signs amazing all the information in the bible about it uh, but the rapture signless it was the mystery just like the church age was a mystery so you can't get your rapture doctrine out of the gospels make sure if you if you look at all the gospel uh, verses it's only talking about the second coming so so many people on tv put those uh, m- gospel uh, v- scriptures Onto to us like the rapture, and you feel like you don't qualify. Uh, cause you, but you do, after the resurrection, you're him so we get into all that to look at how close we are because if we can see what's going to happen just after the rapture called the ezekiel 38 war we can see pretty close how we are so it's remarkable uh most people are thinking of you know, the second coming's right at hand but really the rapture is going to happen about seven or seven and a half years before the second coming there could be a gap between the rapture of the church and the tribulation the tribulation starts when the antichrist signs an accord with israel seven years. So you're seeing everything right now come to pass and set up uh, one nation after another, filling in their little slots and their pieces uh, to show what's going to happen right after we leave. That's what's absolutely amazing. So we look at what happened around Israel, what happened around the world that points to that. So let's pick up on what's happened around Israel. Man, you had the the Temple Mount Institute had what's called uh, water libation. Uh, they came out up on the temple with about uh, 70 people in their in temple temple garb I mean, they're doing these uh, things to get ready for the Third Temple. It's so exciting. I've never heard of their water libation uh, thing that they've done before. So this is the first time. So each week they're doing something to show to get ready for the Third Temple. Pretty amazing. And we talked about when you land at Ben-Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv, they're making a straight train track straight to uh, the Temple Mount. So you can go from the airport straight to the Temple Mount. Right now it's complicated how to get to the Old City. They're going to make it uncomplicated so you can get right to the Temple Mount to have sacrifices. So that's all happening. And man, all over Israel, uh, there's been so many more terrorist attacks and there's a lot of stuff happening with the West Bank. You've got marchers going up into the West Bank. You have the the conservative side of Israel politics saying we're going blow to blow into the West Bank, start building, and that's freaking all the other people out that don't like the borders from the Six-Day War in 1967. And I think that's where all the stuff's going to break loose is that one little area. But there's there's terrorist attack after terrorist act after terrorist attack. I don't get into all of them because there's so many many come up on my phone on Jerusalem Post. It's like, oh my God, another one, another one, another one. Because people are acting out weirdness because that pressure's on the earth right now uh, for the coming of the Lord. So it's pretty radical. One thing after another, I mean, if you got into all of it, uh, the, the the maritime deal with Lebanon, there's all this pressure on Israel. Looks like Lebanon got a better deal. And it was going to calm Hezbollah down. So you, both sides say something different about everything that's happening. But Really, probably the most interesting thing that happened this last week is several of them are with Iran. Iran's in the fourth week of massive protests all over the nation, how they're protesting the government. And the government's freaking out because it's getting so big and they're, they're using weaponry and, and hurting people. You've even got Europe coming in, you've got NATO coming in, you've got the UN mouthing off that Iran's suppressing their people so bad it's hideous. Well, Iran, in the midst of that, they touted uh, to the International Atomic Energy Agency how much uranium they've uh, done, and a huge report came out yesterday by the International Atomic Energy Agency showing how Iran put those brand new uh, generation centrifuges in a huge amount of seven great big ones, to where in a day they could do what they could do almost in a year, and uh, it's it's a huge deal. Uh, the Atomic Energy Agency is kind of freaking out, going, does anybody not realize how fast this is happening? at Fordow, the underground underground place. That tells me that Israel's either going to have to hit that place with Bunker Buster bombs or they're going to do some cyber warfare. I mean, you had Russia this last week doing cyber warfare with America. Uh, it's crazy to see what's happening that really goes unannounced, but Russia, Israel's going to have to do something to keep Iran from uh, getting a nuclear weapon. So right now it's talking about radically being fast-tracked with what they're doing. So. with all of that, you have the verbiage coming from Russia. Uh, Russia's firing into the Ukraine. Just you saw what happened this last week when the bridge got blown up between Crimea and Russia. And so uh, Russia's going ballistic. And their new general's name is General Armageddon. They touted that. His name's General Armageddon. And they're using these uh, incinerator heat missiles going into the Ukraine, hitting schools, hitting whatever, uh, with 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 no thought pattern of how to save people. So it's it's completely heated up there. China sent drones into Taiwan. Taiwan Taiwan called it a first strike. So you have general after general after general, probably about seven or eight that I read about this last week that says we're already in World War III. So you're watching this week Putin's meeting with a boss, uh, Erdogan, Turkey's president's meeting with a boss, and with uh, Putin. So you've got Russia, Iran, Russia, Turkey meters uh, and Russia, Palestinian leaders meeting this week, and those are all the players that are set up for the for the t- tribulation period. So it's exciting. Why why do we get into all this? Well, I heard someone say, well, why you don't. Need to preach on end times. I hear people say that. Tell a quarterback in the last couple minutes of a game not to look at the play clock. You look at the clock to know where you're supposed to be. So uh, think about when Jesus walked into the towns, the demons cried out, have you come to torment us before the time? They knew they were going to be tormented, but Jesus was on a schedule and he was early. If demons could know the schedule, how much more the church? Why would we need to do that? You make changes. All of this is because he loves you so much. He wants you happy. wants you hopeful. So we have all this stuff happening. And I'm not, I'm probably missing missing three or four things that were big this week because of the stuff with iran and their and their missiles and stuff so you've got even iran's drones that are not working very well in russia so russia's getting pressured in and pushed into maybe using tactical nuclear weapons and regular nuclear weapons so it's there's we shouldn't be afraid well jesus said lift up your heads your redemption is drawing nigh so Exciting, exciting, exciting that everything that you're seeing is what the Bible said thousands of years ago and you're living in that window when it's coming to pass. So let's look at the scripture that proves that out even more. Number one, Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem won back then you got the Hebrew language restored. you got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. you got the fertility of the land of Israel. you got the revival of the Roman Empire. You've got the Temple Mount Institute ready to start having sacrifices. Even what they did today, amazing. And then you have the uh, interesting things like you have foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea. My favorite I talk about each week is the Dead Sea turning blood red where Sodom and Gomorrah were, was on, on the Day of Atonement. Uh, Amazing. So you have all these things, natural things happening. You had, I forgot to talk about it, NASA. Remember last week they fired that spacecraft into the asteroid and there was no report of what happened yesterday. The report came out last night that it did divert the asteroid off of its course. So that's pretty wild. So you have all those things happening and uh, uh, you have the ritual baths around the Temple Mount filled up with water. You had five red heifers come to the land two weeks ago. All that stuff is set up because this is what we'll be needing to see right for the coming of the Lord. And those things are playing out. You have 170 different species of predatory birds start showing up on the land. You, after the Ezekiel 38 war, God calls on the fowl of the air to clean the land up. And then seven years later at the Battle of Armageddon, He calls on the fowl of the air to clean the land up again. So you've got the cleanup crew in position. You've got Russia in position. You've got Turkey in position. You've got fish in position. You've got the Temple Mount in position. All these groups are getting into position because Jesus is just about to come. So what's the church doing? We we, we hustle. Uh, we don't fit church into our life. It is our life. What, what do we do? Help our local church. Help our local pastor. This is it. I hear people go, well, this couldn't be it. Well, no, there's never been a generation with all these signs. I hear people go, these signs have happened before. Nope, never It's a very, very, very unusual time. We're blessed. So you've got signs. uh, Men will be lovers themselves. We had Jupiter this last week. uh, Be as close to the earth as it can be, and that's a king planet, so the king is near. You've got the, the planetary things are just amazing. Blood red moons a few years ago on Passover and Tabernacles. That's pretty wild because that's called a tetrad, four in a row. When's the last time that happened, four in a row, on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948, when Israel was made a nation, and 1492, at the Edict of Expulsion, when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So remarkable. The heavens begin to talk about and preach to us something's coming. It's so flawless. You had Brother Hagen born, Kenneth Hagen born in 1917. One Jubilee later, 50 years, 1967, Jerusalem's won back. Amazing. So you have uh, the Bethlehem Star, which is my favorite, which we really don't hear enough preaching about. But at the birth of Jesus, you had Regulus, a king planet, Jupiter, a king planet, Venus, a mother planet. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. They all three came together at the birth of Jesus. The constellation was Virgo. You had Regulus, Regal, Regal, Regulus, a planet, it did retrograde motion. It looks like it's going backwards, but it's going back and forth, crowning Jupiter, because a king was born. Ah, oh, the King of kings, Lord of lords, shepherd and the bishop of our souls, the brightness of the glory of God, the firstborn from the dead, the one who was not is and is to come. The whole earth is full of His glory. We're about to see the King. It amazes me how low-key it is, how quiet it is, but that's kind of the way it always is in Scripture. Remember the first coming of the Lord? You had Anna and you had Simeon. You had Elizabeth, uh, Zacharias. You had a few people that knew. Oh, come on. He wants the world to know He's about to come back. Now, there's going to be a seven-year period of pressure putting on the earth to get people to get that. But before we're raptured, let's have all the more of a harvest as we can. So, man, have a great time enjoying your life knowing you're about to see Jesus face to face. Wow. We're so thankful that he died for us, thankful that he was raised from the dead. Our life should focus and revolve around our appreciation and honoring of the King of Kings in Lord of Lords, Jesus. Hey, we'll see you next Wednesday. We'll see what's happened. There'll be a lot of interesting things that lead up to his return. So have a great, wonderful week. We'll see you then.